Today's guest is actor-producer first, boxing and fitness coach second. He was on a TV show called Colony, Call Center, Rich Africans. He was also featured in Rob Zombie's feature film 31, and he won an award for their short film called Bougie Ass Brandon. You can find him on Instagram at Double J Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you, Jermaine Holliman. Okay, okay, what's going on? Thanks for having me here. Thanks for coming. I want to ask you, Jermaine, as an actor coming from New York to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. what advice can you give actors coming here and getting started? Coming from New York, like, and maybe it's the mentality, you always come in a game plan. You know, like, okay, I need, I need to do this. I need to do that. Beforehand, you do a little research, right? But you got to realize what do you want? So do you just... You can't just say, I want to be an actor. So, and it's going to happen. It's like, well, take a class, understand how to act or become better. But how do you know which class is fake class? This is great. I Mm -hmm. mean, you get the opportunity here is to audit a class. So if you don't know what an audit is, you usually, before you invest your money Mm -hmm. and to sign up for class, you get to try out a class. Like they Mm -hmm. may do it, you know, there might be a small minimal fee or it may 15, maybe 20 bucks for that class. So, you know, you're pretty much like paying that just to sit in the class and Mm -hmm. just like try that and see what fits with you. Because some people might have a good experience with one teacher and Mm -hmm. not a good experience with the next because we're all different and that's totally Mm -hmm. fine so i would say you know take a class try to be i mean not in this pandemic world but Mm -hmm. when they get out of it try to go to events where people are creating content and understanding that try not to make yourself one-dimensional if you're an Mm -hmm. actor learn how to produce learn how to produce learn how to shoot you know how to Mm -hmm. shoot learn how to write learn how to edit right learn how how to edit you're going to find like a pod of people creating content learn how to do lights learn how to edit yeah learn how to shoot learn how to direct because all that is going to make you a better actor Mm -hmm. because you're going to understand every aspect where's my lighting you know Mm -hmm. okay where's the direction where's my placements how where am i hitting mm-hmm. my mark every time i know where the camera is okay they're shooting multi-cam are they shooting mm-hmm. one cam are they over the shoulder shooting dirt? so you, you know you know what's going on so you're not looking around like well, where am i doing <laughs> i think always have to be creating so sometimes that you you won't you know it's hot and cold with acting right yeah. you you're auditioning a lot one week you might not be you might be filming a lot one quarter and then you're mm-hmm. not for too much but guess what you have an iPhone, you have a Samsung phone, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you get a couple of lights and a buddy, you can shoot a skit and that just keep your skills sharp. Mm-hmm. What made you gravitate towards pursuing your career in New York as an actor? Well, I guess it would start in college. I, I didn't have, I wanted to do some type of acting or in college where I was playing basketball. So that kind of takes up all your time. You know, I studied communications with film and television. Mm-hmm. So I did had opportunity to like write scripts and perform and, and, mm-hmm. and learn how to shoot on eight millimeter in all digital format. So I kind of enjoyed that aspect. Mm-hmm. When I got in New York, I didn't go straight into right into acting. So mm-hmm. I like, you know, I went to undergrad, finished that, went to grad school. And I'm saying I'm going to corporate America. And I did. And I worked in Manhattan as, you know, at a children's publishing company. And I remember I was like, I wanted to do it, but I just didn't know how I was going to find time. And I had a pretty bad knee injury. Because I used mm-hmm. to like play like freshman yeah. leave in New York and, and it was competitive, like ex like college mm-hmm. players. And I hurt my knee. And I was like, I need a new hobby. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't not hobby. I need something to do. I was like, you know, I'm going to do some type of acting. So I was just like, I'm going to sign up for an improv class. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for an improv class in New York, Gotham City Improv, and just kind of fell in love with it. Just being natural it wasn't scripted at the time because I was like a little worried that scripted would be 
too much. I don't know. I was just having fun and just being in the moment. And then things start small. Then you get excited mm-hmm. and you want to do more. So from there, you know, I started like doing a lot of shows. We did a lot of shows. We had a big following mm-hmm. with my improv troupe. And uh, I had a buddy ask me, he's like, hey, I, I know a friend that's shooting a film. You want to audition? I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah. And at the same time, I had a friend that asked me for a film. He's like, hey, this acting class, I think you would be good at it. So it was the acting class was co-taught with a mm-hmm. uh, Robert Cedric, Kathy Russell, Robert Cedric is, mm-hmm. is you know, soap opera, yeah. uh, theater. He's actually Kira Cedric's brother. So, you know, Kira and, and Kevin Bacon, you know, his their brother-in-law. And then you have Kathy Russell was like on a Broadway show called The Perfect Crime. Mm-hmm. Perfect Crime, like she is in the Guinness World's record of not missing performances. Mm-hmm. So me being an athlete, these guys were strict they demanded a lot. They would definitely put you on the spot and just yeah. really, it was about learning, learning and feeling comfortable on stage. So every day going to the Snapple Theater and Broadway, just mm-hmm. learning and just being open, taking notes and getting out there. Yeah. So, Do you have any awkward or funny moment during your career as an actor you want to bring to light? All right. <laughs> So we moved to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. going to do background work. I am just going to, the, the day I was, I'm going to sign up, go to Central Casting, get out there, connect with people. And that's the important thing. It's like, you, you're going to meet other filmmakers and people that's doing projects too. Yeah. That might be in the background. So don't knock background what it is because you can definitely use it as a tool. If you're like new to a city to get out there and meet people. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I did background and we were doing some shows, you know, I don't know. There's like, you you are going to interact with the lead, but it was like a, a magician show or something. And I was like, okay. And the guy was like, okay, he's going to try to escape and you got to torment them. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like in a straight jacket and he's like trying to get on this cage and get out. And like, but they're not recording for sound. They're like, tickle his feet. I'm like, what? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I'm not tickling anyone's feet. So, you know, as in Hollywood, you learn in like two days, you sell your soul. So I'm there, I'm tickling some person's feet because that's what the director needed. Somebody took your feet. Because this is not a business if you were you sure afraid. Was, what kind of movie was this? It was not. It was like a, was you know. a Cinemax movie? It was not so weird. Trust me. My parents, my family would have been were proud in, of me. Were you in Chatsworth shooting this movie? No, 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 no. No, it was just like, uh, this daredevil magician was trying to get out all these scenarios and mm-hmm. these real life he's here in the bombs but whatever it was mm-hmm. but it was definitely i'm like hmm i thought i studied acting mm-hmm. but it was definitely a learning curve yeah, yeah it was a learning <laughs> curve you're like well mm-hmm. okay i understand that that's not for me tickling feet but yeah gotta start somewhere yeah it was yeah, I, don't know, I don't know what that, I, I don't know what that footage is, but trust me, it will come back. Colony starring Sarah Wayne Callies. For most of those people that don't recognize that name, you might know her as Lori Grimes, The Walking Dead. So I'm going to play this clip with you and her, and then I want to talk about it. Okay. Get off me! Let me go! Uh, you got the wrong guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't snitch. I yeah. don't snitch. Yeah. Walk us through that scene so the listeners could kind of understand what's going on in that scene. What was your process? I always was taught, like, where are you coming from and where are you trying to go? You know, so, I mean, where you where you're coming from is like what just happened right mm-hmm. to you. And what are the stakes? Like, 
okay, I'm in this scene. I'm getting being caught after curfew. So mm-hmm. what does that mean? Like, oh my God, I'm getting arrested. I'm, I have a family. And then I'm thrown down and I see a lady I don't know who's out after curfew. And I don't know what her intentions are. And I either can give myself up mm-hmm. and bring her down or just, you know. So, I mean, you bring her down, bring her down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so for something like that and something like that, you don't know. So you kind of use that as like, how high are the stakes? Yeah. My process is just pretty much just be in that moment and understand mm-hmm. what that person's going through. Okay. What would your biggest challenge about taking on any role be? I mean, the biggest challenge is remembering I, your line. No, I, no the, the, it's <laughs> funny when, when you're rehearsed, right? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of remember. I mean, again, you, you are going to don't be afraid to to make mistakes. I mm-hmm. always say on a film, like make a choice. If you make a yeah. choice, it's not a mistake. Yeah. But if you just like pause and stop, then you <laughs> messed yeah. up, then it yeah. looks bad. I think, I just think just the hardest thing it would be mm-hmm. just thing is like really staying grounded. If uh-huh. you let your excitement get over, get caught yeah. up, like you, you could just be like, whoa, where are you going with this? I don't know. I'm just here to say lines. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was like, well, you just said yeah. lines, but you didn't, you didn't yeah. connect. All right. Glory Days, yeah. a short film that yeah, you, yeah, Glory Days you produce, wrote, award-winning Glory Days, yeah. but yes, keep... and I actually have a sound clip of Glory Days. Okay, good old Glory Days. It's not my fucking fault that this place is a dump. Oh yeah, well if it wasn't for this dump, you'd be homeless. <laughs> yeah, so, Glory Days, <laughs> good old Glory Days. Tell yeah. us about Glory Days. What gave you the idea? It was cool. So. When I first got here to LA, you know, like I was trying to meet people and I, I did a seminar about like meeting cast directors and other directors and agents. And, and it's like a week long workshop with mm-hmm. a lot of like probably like 15 actors from mostly from New York at that time mm-hmm. and making them move to LA. And so when I was taking that class, I, I met Justin Pierce, who was there, who's a you know, ex football player that played at Arizona State. And you know, we, we hit it off and, you know, he's a guy from Philly and mm-hmm. we kind of, you know, it's like, okay, we real about this acting, someone you can meet in your community. Yeah. You know, two ex-athletes getting together, but that also had a creative passion. Mm-hmm. And he knew another guy out here in LA named uh, Ronald Brown Jr., another athletic mm-hmm. guy. And so, you know, we would come and tape each other's auditions or just like work with each other. And I had an idea that I was like, look, we're like ex-athletes and we're past what we call the glory days of athlete. That's, you know, after they retire. Unless you're Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going that later. <laughs> but so we was like, as I had an idea, I was like, let's get together. I'm going to write a story about these three athletes that are on the down and out and they're past their glory days and they have to live together and find their way back up to some sense of glory, glory mm-hmm. days. So it's about three athletes. One's a football player, one's an ex-boxer and one's an ex-basketball player. And, and you find out exactly what happens to them and mm-hmm. why they fell on hard times and what are they trying to do to get out of it. So Nice. Yeah. Where can people go to watch Glory Days? That is currently being shopped around. So there's nothing online for mm-hmm. Glory Days. It's actually still doing a little bit of screening and trying to pitch it and trying to see if anyone want to pick it up for mm-hmm. a series. So if- Co-wrote another short film, which if I'm correct, won an award. The film was called Boozy Ass Brandon. Yeah, I did not co-write it, but mm-hmm. I helped. I started in it, and you know, helped produce. Valerie Udozier did did the writing and, mm-hmm. and director on that. Yeah, I have a clip. I have a clip of that actually. Okay, let's let's, let's hear boozy ass Brandon. Because 
I noticed that there's a buildup right around your mouth that likely shows up with your menstrual cycle. You see, the meat is adding to the overactivity of your sebaceous gland. Bougie ass Brandon, mm-hmm. who's a bougie, you know, to a T. You know, mm-hmm. he thinks he's better than everyone, and he just, you know, belittles everyone and talks down on him. But for that scene, I, Brandon's out on a date with Charlotte to a nice restaurant, and it's you know, from girl he met at the gym or whatnot, mm-hmm. and he's a vegan, so. Mm. He, you know, she orders meat. So he's like appalled by this idea that she's eating meat. And he's telling her the downfalls of eating meat that, you know, like it makes her have like a uh, <laughs> breakout on her face. And like she got all these zits and look terrible. And, you know, when you watch the scene, which you find out, like she is not happy about it. <laughs> no. And this one award best short best screenplay and it's been not like a finalist in about three or four of them of these film festivals that around the country like uh, down in texas of uh, florida here in california too as well so it's getting played and, and now for that because i'm gonna plug this one it's actually mm-hmm. currently streaming on tubi what advice would you give yourself at the age of 15? Teen, God. I don't be afraid to do what you feel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because like sometimes you live in communities or households or, you know, people around you, they don't have the same dream as you. So they might mm-hmm. tell you like, why would you want to do that? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, make yourself happy. Do it. It, it. You know, if you want to be creative, be creative. If you don't, you, then you don't. But try to find something that you're passionate about. And, mm-hmm. and it makes, you know, I always say when I'm on set, it, it's not working i like i can't believe i I get paid to do this you know but don't be hindered like if you want to express yourself in a different way that people don't see you Mm because they're always going to try to put you in a box like Mm -hmm. for me instance like you're a basketball player i'm like well no but i also have ideas and i have goals that i want to do outside of basketball or or athletics do what makes you happy what's one thing that bothers you about the world today i mean with everything that's going on i mean in, in the world it's i think it bothered me is how much time people spend being angry at people they don't know yeah you know like you know i you know i think the anger and the feelings have always been there but i think not everyone has a platform and a voice and, 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 and unfortunately like a lot of people don't ha- didn't have a voice but just to be for me to say oh this makes me upset mm-hmm. i am going to go get my computer and write something <laughs> up to someone <laughs> that i do not know if he's even real mm-hmm. and say and be angry at this idea because a they may not agree with me or mm-hmm. disagree with me or, or whatever it is or just yeah. like i'm a person personally this mm-hmm. is my own personal feeling like i'm a person like listen it's 7.1 billion people on this planet you are mm-hmm. we are a speck of what's going on we're on a rock floating around in the middle of space <laughs> and infinite like just yeah like everywhere take the time enjoy good moments right try to to make relationships try to be a better person try to leave your space or your planet or your world better than when you received it why why be why why are you angry yeah life's too short to be why why are you angry before breakfast i don't understand that you know yeah so i mean that that's what gets me upset i'm like and oh and complaining there's certain things that this is complaining is one of my things there's certain things you can't fix 
right? I understand mm-hmm. that maybe, you know, like I'm never going to be able to do backflips. Maybe, I don't mm-hmm. know, but I can try. But don't complain. Try to fix or if find you a see solution. Some, find a solution. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. If, if you're upset, like you see someone has less than you and you're complaining about the fact they have less than them, why don't you try to spend time with that person and to bring them up? I think mm-hmm. people really need not to feel jealous of the next person, but really is to work together and bring everybody true. up. True, very true. And my final question, okay. what is your philosophy in life? Just be a good person. Be a good person. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, what that, and people are like, what does that mm-hmm. mean? I'm good. I'm like, you know, just be open to everyone's story because, you know, they're different than you or mm-hmm. they act different. Their lives are different. You know, mm-hmm. they're, where they're from, who, who they interact, how their relationship with their parents are. You got to be a little open. And I mean, you don't have to be friends with everybody, but, mm-hmm. you know, just try to be a good person. You know? Yeah. Nice. Do you have any upcoming projects where we can, you know, find Yeah, so cool thing. Yeah, so during this whole pandemic, one of those things that we started doing, uh, my wife and I, we we shot a web series called Cousin Rome. Mm -hmm. You can see that on uh, YouTube. You just write Cousin Rome TV. And, you know, they're like short skits. Um, It's about a a guest that comes and visits us in the house. My cousin Rome have that. Also, I, during this pandemic, shot a feature film that's slated to come out in 2021 called uh, Death Face vs. the Bikini Beach Party. Horror Mm. film. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that was, uh, I was like, work? And Mm -hmm. I was like, horror film, party, whatever it is. I was like, this Mm -hmm. pandemic, all this was good. So that was a fun, fun, fun set Mm -hmm. to be working on. What else? Just had a film called The Contrast uh, that slated. I think it was supposed to be coming out this spring that just passed, but because mm-hmm. everything they had to push back. So that was a good one. That is all that slated on top of my head. I can remember, uh-huh. but Jermaine Holloman, find him on Instagram at double J nice. Thanks Jermaine for taking nah, time thanks coming you, in, speaking with everyone, thank letting you. them know your story, sharing your story. So you subscribe to Can I Talk Now and good one. We're, we're yeah, out of here. We're out of here. Yeah, guys. Make sure you tune in for next week, a brand new episode. Make sure you follow me. Subscribe. Can I Talk Now? I'm out of here. <laughs>